Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mr. Beattie, thank you very much for joining us today. How significant is the supply chain stress now compared to what it might have been two or three months ago? Very significant. Now, what we've seen is, is pressure right across the board around the world on supply chains, but Omicron has added to that pressure. Um, the trucking uh, industry did a, did a survey uh, along with Statistics Canada. They published the results uh, a couple of weeks ago, which found that in December of last year, there was a record in terms of the uh, lack of truck drivers that we had in Canada. This was before these new restrictions went into place. And as a result, what we're faced with is enormous pressures on the supply chain. We've done quite a number of interviews with truckers, with trucking firm owners, with the Trucking Alliance. And the message is consistently the same. The stress on our just our uh, our economic way of life in this country is increasing dramatically. Could I get you to just give me your sense of the impact of the cross-border trucking vaccination mandates, both Canada and the United States, and particularly at this time in the middle of January? It, the real issue is, the greatest issue is one of timing. Nobody quarrels with the, with, with the belief that truckers, like everybody else, should be vaccinated. Of course they should. But the question is, how do we manage this and how do we do it in a way that, that makes sense and doesn't create more problems than, uh, than it solves? It, it, if, if you go back two years, Roy, to the beginning of this, we exempted truckers, cross-border truckers. At the time that we were imposing restrictions on everybody else in terms of travel and what they could do, we asked these people to risk their lives to ensure that we would have the flow of medical supplies, of food, and other critical supplies that we needed in Canada. And these folks were heroes. Now, at the height of Omicron, the government is targeting them and saying, we're going to sideline several thousand. It could be twelve to 15,000 Canadian truckers and a large number of American truckers uh, at a time when, when our supply chains are in very serious troubles. What does this mean? It means for business, difficulty in terms of getting the inputs that we need that allow us, our manufacturers, for example, to stay open or our retailers to be able to stock their shelves. It means uh, challenges in terms of moving goods, finished goods that we have in Canada that we want to uh, ship south. Um, and for the point of view of, of Canadian families, it means shortages and higher prices. From your perspective and the perspective of the Chamber, what would have been the more sensible way to approach this entire issue of vaccination for truck drivers? Again, in the middle of January, how would we have better, could we have better handled this? Well, first of all, I've seen no data that indicates that, that truck drivers are a particular threat in terms of the spread of Omicron. And you'll note that the government is, is targeting cross-border truck, truckers. Uh, they can, you can still be unvaccinated and travel across the country. There's nothing that indicates that cross-border truckers pose a, a particular threat. And if you're looking at, uh, at occupations, trucking is a relatively solitary profession. You're sitting by yourself uh, in a cab uh, for most of the day, and, and increasingly it's, it's a touchless operation. Um, I've seen no evidence produced by the government that there's any particular threat that has that is, that is grown here posed by truckers. But let's give them the benefit of the doubt. If they had identified that, that somehow truckers were the ones who were creating the spread of Omicron, 
They could have worked with the provinces and with the industry months ago to set up special vaccination clinics, for example, at truck stops across the country or near border crossings. Um, instead of doing that, what they did was to simply impose this new mandate, which is going to sideline 12 to 15,000 more truckers on the Canadian side and several thousand more on the American side. Yeah, I spoke with three truckers last weekend. We had a panel of uh, owner-operators, independent truckers on the program, none of them vaccinated. All three of them are out of the industry now. They were still driving the Friday before last Saturday, if that makes sense, as far as the calendar is concerned. So they were still driving the day before the edict or the, the mandate came into effect. Six days later, they're all out of the industry. And I'm sure that will repeat itself time and again. Roy, it's, it's even worse than that. Uh, what you had last week was the just absolute chaos with the government putting out a notice saying um, that that truckers were going to be exempt, cross-border truckers. They left it out there for 16 hours. As a result, then, uh, the industry said, well, this is great. The government has actually listened and we can go ahead. And they sent unvaccinated truckers south, either to pick up loads or carrying loads. Yeah. Then 16 hours later, the government reversed its position and the industry approached the government and said, well, what about these people who are in the United States today? Um, at least you, will you grandfather them and allow them in without any difficulty when they come back? And the answer was no. Yeah. These people had done nothing wrong. They were following what the government said was, was the policy. And instead, these folks are going to be taken out for two weeks of quarantine where they won't be able to work. It's plain unfair. One of our panelists was in exactly that position. He left on the Wednesday after the announcement by the CBSA that the mandate was off. And by the time he was speaking with us on the air on Saturday, he was in the United States unvaccinated, not sure whether a shipper in the U.S. would give him a load for Canada. So it's it's well, just... And he, he, he had done nothing wrong. He'd done nothing wrong. Absolutely he had, he not. He followed the advice of the government. Yeah. And, and the government said, well we're going to force you to pay a price for following our, our advice. I may be out a little bit with my numbers here, but I believe between 60 and 70% of Canada's half trillion dollar trade with the United States moves by truck, does it not? So what is the impact ultimately in the greater sense uh, to our to our economy? And what's the impact to your members of the, of the chamber members? Potentially very significant. Uh, and, and it'll be felt in, in many different ways. Uh, the, first of all, the, the trucking industry itself will try to scramble to minimize the impact. So we'll try to move unvaccinated people into doing domestic trucking as opposed to cross-border trucking, the extent to which they can, that they can do that. But then they're going to have to triage. And um, they'll obviously focus first on what are, who are my largest customers. We've got to make sure that we continue to support them. Well, who are the ones who are likely going to, going to be most hit? It, it's going to be ones who are small customers or regular customers, ones in rural and remote areas, hard to serve locations, ones that are labor intensive, such as people shipping, uh, uh, shipping livestock, for example. So small businesses will be particularly hit, people in rural, remote, uh, remote areas. And uh, we'll see the impact on, on fresh produce. Uh, we'll see the impact on uh, other essential goods that we need to get from, from the United States. For manufacturers, they'll have two problems. The first is getting the inputs that they need to be able to continue their production. 
So some of them may be forced to, to reduce production or to lay people off. And uh, also the difficulty in terms of moving their goods down south across the Canada-U.S. border. So the impact is significant. The government uh, is going to make the argument that the issue is moot because the uh, U.S. government is going to have a similar prohibition in terms of, of people crossing. But the impact on the U.S. economy is way lower than it is on the on the Canadian economy. And the impact on the U.S. consumer is way lower. We need to get the vegetables, fresh fruit, other produce in winter. It comes south. It, it comes north. It doesn't go south. And that's a significant impact on Canada. Uh, secondly, the share of our country's GDP dependent upon cross-border trade is way lower for the U.S. than it is for Canada. So the impact on Canada is going to be significantly higher. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.